back to the From the Port Swing podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Nathan. And today we are going to talk about having a home-centered family, having a home-centered life, what it is, what it looks like, why we should all strive to have it in some way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, Nathan's going to pray <laughs> for us. <laughs> now before I do that, is this, is this similar to having a home body? A ho- be, mil, maybe being a homebody. Okay. You know what, everybody? I'm going to learn along with you in this episode. So. Are you not a homebody? Uh, you know, sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Most times I am, though. All right. Let's pray first, I guess. This is already off the rails. Lord God, I thank you for today. Um, I thank you for this chance for us to talk to each other um, here on this um fictional porch swing lord um help us to say what we we think we ought to say that, that we believe that being at home is not necessarily a bad thing and that building up family and relationship and it is what's really important um, um second to um, our faith in you and your son jesus so lord we just uh, ask that this conversation would go well and uh we give this night to you and it's in your son's name i pray amen all right, so this is gonna. There's gonna be some similarities with um, some of our other episodes because I feel like, in general, this is kind of like how we view a lot of things. Um, so you might hear some callbacks to our slow it down episode or being um, present with your family, but we're gonna get started with like a quote. This quote <laughs> I really enjoyed, and it is, I guess it's more of a, a poem. It's not really, I guess, so it's a, it's a, it's a poem quote, but it says, what is this life, what is this life if full of care? We have no time to stand and stare, no time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep or cows, no time to see when woods we pass where squirrels hide their nuts in grass, no time to see in broad daylight streams full of stars like skies at night, no time to turn at beauty's glance and watch her feet how they can dance, no time to wait till her mouth can enrich that that smile her eyes began a poor life this if full of care we have no time to stand and stare i'd imagine that is a poem it is a poem okay <laughs> so unless, it's you, unless you just talk like that well, i mean maybe maybe, maybe. I, i've never met him um but yeah that's one of his i guess one of his poems and if we really think about about what he is saying like we have no time to stand and stare like we live in such, like we've said before, a, a fast-paced world that we sometimes forget to really just kind of be in the moment and to slow down and really prioritize what matters. I mean, when was the last time you just stopped and stared at anything, really? Uh, well, you know, I do stare a lot. I can lose myself into nothingness. I think he's more so talking about um, really staring and stopping and standing in the moment, not staring off into space, like really seeing things as they are and what their, 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 their beauty is, I guess. Have you heard of a book called The Screwtape Letters? Yeah, I want, yeah. Yeah, it's a great book. It's about a, a, a senior demon trying to mentor a younger demon through letters. And one of the things that he says is a great way to get someone to not pay attention to what God is calling him to do is to distract him with all sorts of things. So like in the story, it's he tried to distract him with women, with the war that's going on, with all these kind of things. And I think that matches up with this quote also. Don't get distracted so much. Well, you said you're going to follow my lead on, on this one, but I'm going to follow your lead right now. Oh, boy. With what you just said. Okay. What do you think? I'm so nervous. So in the screw tape letters, <laughs> the demon is using all of these things to distract him from more of the important things. Correct. So what do you think the demon of this world is trying to distract people with? With? Or from. Or from. Well, both those, those are very different things. So which do you want me to answer first? With. He's distracting with, oh, anything, anything and everything. Let's try to do more like 
generalized terms, not like super specific, because obviously everybody can be distracted with different things. But what is like general the general population? Terms, uh, entertainment. That's a good one. Politics, sporting events, gossip. I mean, there's a whole crazy amount of things that can distract you from what's important. And what are we being distracted from? What is some of those like important things that we are being distracted from? Well, in the screw tape letters, it was whatever the enemy in quotes, so the enemy being God, wanted for our care, our main guy there. So there's that distraction from what we should be doing or what we're called to be doing. And sometimes we're called to, you know, raise a, a, a Bible Jesus-loving family. So that could be very distra- distracting from family, distracting distracting from relationships that are important. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with all of that. Oh, so you didn't have an actual answer. You were waiting for me to say something. Yeah, I wanted to know what you actually thought. Oh, yeah, distracting from what's actually important. Good. Well, well, well done. <laughs> Thanks. Um, there's there's another quote of his that I'm really trying to remember, but oh. Um, he says that homemaking is the ultimate career and that all other careers have one purpose, and that's to make homemaking a career. Okay. I can see the merit in that statement, although it's a little offensive to someone who goes to work every day. But you're allowing me to fulfill the ultimate career. Hey, I mean, if C.S. Lewis said it, I will say, sure, that makes sense to me. All right, so... I like that guy a lot. He, he's pretty good. He's, he's done a lot of good things, written a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't read, read, written, read, read anything that he has done, here's your, your sign to do so. Oh, yeah. Many titles. Call in to see what those are because I got a good list for you to start with. He, he's not kidding either. <laughs> he likes books. I do. He probably should be like a librarian or something. <laughs> okay. Something along the line. <laughs> something along that line. Um, but let's kind of get, go back to our our topic here. And like having a home-centered life or home-centered family where um, you can actually stop and stare is simply just, it, it just simply means to be home. Like, to, to sit on your porch swing and stare. Like, be with your family. Create a life that actually has, like, real meaning, real purpose. Being able to work collectively as a family. Creating a peaceful house. Nourishing food. The list, like, goes on. Like, there's so many important things that happen in the home. And yes. And if you haven't figured it out yet from listening to our... 10 episodes? This is our 10th episode. Unbelievable. That's like a huge milestone. Double digits. Nice. But anyway, if you haven't figured out from our 10 episodes yet that we think that family is important, that being home is important, that maybe you shouldn't have such a busy schedule, uh, well, now's the time to learn it. That's what we think. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's so many benefits to, to being home. And to being with a family, whether it's like your immediate family, maybe it's having other family members over, even gathering with your friends, like being together, being being home. And honestly, eventually, if you really like think about it and if you make it a priority, you're really giving a gift to your kids. Like I... Hmm, explain that one. So if I look back on my childhood and the things that... I think about things that I'm fond of. A lot of the time, or a lot of those memories involve just playing with my sisters, exploring the woods, going on walks, having just quality family time. Like, um, obviously, like I grew up in the '90s, so we didn't have as much modern technology. Um, we did have a computer, and that's, at, that's pretty modern. And at one point, we got. Um, the original Xbox, which was, like, a huge thing. Um, Still is. But we didn't have, like, we had TV in the terms of we had a television, and we had VHSs, but we didn't have, like, satellite or cable 
or I'm not sure which one was the first one that I think it was satellite. I don't know. We didn't have it. <laughs> that was at my grandma's house. Um, you tell me you didn't have the Disney Channel growing up. No, I had to watch that at my grandma's house. No Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, no. ABC Family. Eventually, I think ABC Family became like on Channel 17 or something. Mm. I don't know. We eventually were able to watch ABC Family, but that was like when I was like a teenager. <laughs> Not when I was a kid. Like, the TV that we watched was like the Saturday morning cartoons because that's all we had. One Saturday morning. Anybody remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. But this, well, I didn't ha- have that stuff. Oh. My sisters and I actually played with our imagination. We played outside, played in the sandbox. I used to like, maybe this is another reason why we called it i just thought of it in my head right now why we called our podcast from the porch swing i loved swinging as a kid like it was like my favorite pastime just like swing and like look at the clouds and (laughs) yeah (laughs) guys i had a very simplistic um childhood um especially in comparison to uh, today's world and i liked it there's like looking back um there's nothing about my childhood and that I really regret. In it, like, I mean, there's obviously, like, you know, it's not, it's not always perfect. You know, there's highs and lows <laughs> in, you know, in your past. But, like, overall, like, I, I enjoyed my childhood. I enjoyed the simplicity of it. We didn't take elaborate vacations. We were very, we were at home a lot. Like, my mom, my sisters, and I. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I want to say most people enjoy their childhood because you're a child and everything is filled with wonder as a child but what we're trying to say is that actually i don't even know where was i going with that (laughs) somewhere prophetic i don't know no i don't know if that was it but i mean yeah times have definitely changed kids have a lot more options to do distracting things like uh going out and playing cops and robbers that's not a thing anymore probably I did that. Well, of course you did. <laughs> Any real child did, except today's child, they play cops and robbers on their apps. That is true. So, like, yeah. And this whole idea of building a home is, well, obviously beneficial for bringing your 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 family together. But you also want to build this this place that your kids will grow up and be like, I want to be at home. You know what I mean? Yes. My childhood home, my where my parents are, where we grew up, where this love happened. And if you're all always out of the house doing whatever, that's not going to necessarily be there. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. There, because there's there's another quote. Oh, <laughs> quotes. Like, apparently, this is an episode it's for a, quotes. It's a quote episode. But it's the, the quote is, and I can't remember who said it right now. I want to say it's Barbara Rainey, but don't quote me on the quote. Who's that? Um, But she said, homemaking is the art of making a house a home. Hmm. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Yeah, So you're you're building a home (laughs) for your family. And there's lots of different, like, you know, things you can do. And there's big scales and there's, like, small scales. But, yeah, we want to build a home for our kids, something, whether, you know, I don't have that childhood home per se. Like I have a home that I remember having my childhood at. Um, my mom does not live there anymore, but the, the, what's the word? The, the, there's still that feeling of like when I'm with my mom where I feel at, you know, at home still, like sometimes it doesn't always, you know, the place. So, but you can't really do that either if you're not together. <laughs> right. And obviously we're not talking about the actual house because people have to move. Jobs change. You have to go to a different town or, you know, your family grows. you got to get a bigger house. It's not the house. It's the, home. the family. It's the home that you got. It's, it's your little culture that you are creating together with your spouse, with your kids. Home is where the heart is. And if you're doing it right, the heart is with the people that you love so uh, that when we say home we're not talking about a building here i know for all those of you who thought we were talking about a building 
Well, I was just going off of you said your childhood home. Ah. Uh, That's I what. guess I started it. My bad. I was just piggybacking off of that one phrase just in case somebody, I mean, you don't have it either, but just in case somebody doesn't have that childhood home. I see. Still. I see. But there are so many, there's so many benefits. And we've kind of already talked about, like, one of them being, like, family time. Like, you can't really have family time unless you're all together. And most of the time when you're all together is at home. Or, like, probably should be at home. Because, I mean, even if you're out at whatever extracurricular, you're not really, you might all be at that place, but you're not really always together at that place. Spending time, making memories, doing things together. So having like a home center life really gives you your family and time with them. Disclaimer, that's a, this does not mean you can't go out and have fun with your family. Oh yeah, no. I was more thinking all more along the lines of like, oh, we're all here to watch our child play at a, a game. Right, where we're one child's on the field, parents are in the stands, other kids are running around with their friends. We're all in the same vicinity. We're not together though. Yes. And again, that's not a bad thing either. Obviously, those times happen and your kids are allowed to have friends. But if you're wanting to make this a home-centered thing, activities with your kids and your whole family together, that's important too. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at your house. It can be outside. The home is your family. Yeah. Are we on the same page with that? I think we are. I think think so. Okay, good. (laughs) We're saying it differently, but we're saying the same thing. Yeah. And figure out what is outweighing more Mm. are you more together or are you more apart so like you can still have you know your sporting events or your dance gymnastics music lessons but are you doing more things separate or more things together and having a home-centered family you really want to be together (laughs) and another way you can do that um which goes um with a episode a couple weeks ago is like homeschooling there is so much beauty and we don't have to go through all that you can go back and see um why we believe in homeschooling but that right there is a perfect way to have a home-centered family because you are at home with your kids and educating them raising them making memories with them every day so if you want a good hand in your child's education become the teacher. Another great benefit of being at home, having a home-centered family, is you're actually able to take care of your house. Yeah, uh, it's hard to keep your house clean or tidied when you're out of the house. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you have a maid, which not all of us do. And also, if, you know, and we're not downplaying anybody who has, if you're both out of the house working, um, but I, for one, as someone who does stay home, I don't want even Nathan on the weekends to be like, we have all this housework we have to do. So like, <laughs> if there's two of you that are out of the house working, you're probably like, all we do when we're home is clean the house. So like, you might just need to reprioritize some things and to be home a little bit more so you don't always feel like you're cleaning the house and you're never able to have family time. I, I don't want to break anybody's spirit, but your house is going to get messy. And you need to clean it at some point. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so that time is going to be there no matter what what other time you're doing. So you might as well schedule more time to be at home so you can get those things done and then have family time too. Yep. Because if you're always out doing whatever, those chores are always going to be there. So you're outside of the house doing whatever, separated from your family. Then you come home and you're only working Inside the house, where's that family time? It's not there. I agree. And to keep going on the same, like, note, but slightly different. If you are someone who is a homemaker, you don't have a job outside of the house, how much time are you spending in your house? Or are you, whether you're home with your kids or you send your kids to public school, how much of your time are you at home? Or are you having all of these errands to run, appointments, you guys, I really don't know. I don't do any of this stuff. So, like, <laughs> um, if you don't have a job, are you actually home where you're able to keep up with your housework so that when your husband is off work or your kids come home, you're able to really be home together with quality time and not 
Everybody needs to clean the house. Kind of, I don't know what your life is like. So those kind of things you have to do some soul searching and schedule things and yeah, look, a, look at it. It's about balance. You got to balance it. You got to know that these things are real. Uh, housework has to happen. Errands have to happen. You know, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that need to happen. So you got to make sure you're balancing it properly. Otherwise, someone's going to suffer, whether it's you or your family. Yes. Sorry, I agree. sorry, that was bleak. But it, but it's true, and I mean I'm not perf- I'm not perfect at anything. What? Um, spoiler. No. Um. I married a perfect lady, and now you're telling me you're not. Okay, fine. I'm perfect. Everybody go. just needs to be like me. Yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, but if if you need help in this area, like message us, um, because I feel like I've got a pretty good um, grasp on balancing errands and being at home because I do not enjoy errands. I don't enjoy being busy. I like being home and I pretty much kind of grocery shop twice a month and I do everything else at that time as well. So like I don't spend a lot of time running around. (laughs) I get to town twice a month, you guys. (laughs) That's kind of it. Um, But another thing that is crucial If you want to um, bake and cook from scratch, whether it's learning the art of sourdough or if it's literally just not opening a box and throwing all of your hamburger helper into a a pot, cooking it and saying we're done, you kind of have to be home more. Like it takes time, it takes prep to really like cook from scratch and it takes planning. And if you are someone who has, like if you're a woman and you have a job, you might just have to plan a little bit more in advance, um, but you can still cook from scratch and work outside of the home. You just also need to be in the home to cook from scratch (laughs) (laughs) and like prioritize and plan. So if you you want to have nutritious food, food that like actually gives you your, your body benefits, cooking from scratch, real ingredients that aren't like boxed and bagged, we need to be home more because that will give you the time. Um, I have a lot of conversations with people about sourdough because sourdough can be very time-consuming. At least people think so. And on the one hand, it is time-consuming. But on the other hand, it's not that bad if you really if you really understand it. But if you, you really have to prioritize being at home to get it all done. I don't want to go into like all of the details on sourdough, um, but if you wanna, you wanna cook nutritious meals. Don't eat out. Be home more, and be in your kitchen. I mean that makes sense. I don't have a lot to to add to that because I'm almost never in the kitchen. Well, it's because I do the cooking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're in the kitchen after. Yeah, that's true. What does that mean? Because I'm eating, right? Because you clean up the oh, kitchen. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. <laughs> I make the mess, <laughs> you clean it up. Yeah, and again, it's not to say that we don't think you should ever buy food at the grocery store or go out to eat. That's not what we're saying at all. But if you do want to be the one who makes your food, if you don't want the processed food to really be ingrained in your diet, then yeah, you're. it's not going to come fast. you gotta, you got to create that skill and be in the kitchen. Sorry. How it works. It is, but it's there are. It's a very rewarding thing to to know that I just cooked this. <laughs> I put all these seasonings together and different ingredients or vegetables or whatever, and I just like created something nutritious for my family. Um, another b- great benefit of having a home centered life, and you can do this on a small scale if you live in the city or in town. Or you can do it on a much <clears throat> larger scale if you had have land, but the whole homesteading. Like, it's something we both have a different level of desire to homestead, but we both That's kind a good of way to put it. It's we a want nice to. Way. Like you do <laughs> want to homestead. You uh, yeah yep you you want a garden. You would like a big garden. Big, okay yeah. 
and I mean, you don't necessarily want them as much as I do, but you don't. You're not opposed to having farm fresh eggs, you know, our own no, chickens. No, no, eggs are fine. You just might not want the dairy cow as much as I do. Right. Uh, let's see here. If we were to look at ourselves as an ancient culture, I'm the agrarian guy, and you're the nomad, cattle herder kind of person. You know, I always wanted to be a rancher. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's what that's. I think that's where our struggles come in, you know. We want the same thing, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, yes. Um, but, again, we're not 100% on the same page when it comes to homesteading. No. But we are moving in the same direction. Correct. So, look. And compromise happens. Yes. And I just have to keep, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but I read, just keep pestering your husband and you'll get the dairy cow. Uh, oh, someone so, told you that? I know. I read it somewhere. It's probably on a reel or something. Um, but, yeah, she got a dairy cow because she kept telling her husband she wanted mm, a dairy cow. That's interesting. Do you know what the Bible says about nagging women? You know what? <laughs> this isn't like a nag I know. Thing. I'm playing. But, yeah, homestead. If you want a homestead, if you want to have a garden, if you want to have animals on a big scale, small scale, whatever it is, you kind of have to be home to take care of them. That's true. And look at all, like, the benefits, though, that you would get from it. Like, you actually would know if you're home, if you're homesteading and you have a garden, you know where all of your vegetables are coming from. Yeah, and you know if you've used pesticides or not. And you, you shouldn't. You, but at least you would know if you did or not. Yes, you, right. you would, and hopefully you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know where your, your food is coming from. If you have your own chickens, you know where your eggs are coming from. And you know what feed you're feeding your chickens that's growing and hatching your eggs. Mm -hmm. You, If you have your own dairy cow or maybe you have dairy goats, you know where your milk is coming from. Maybe you're not doing the dairy, but you're having like steer. You know where your ground beef is coming from. And again, if you can't do all of this on like a big scale where you have all these animals, you have local farmers who most likely sell this stuff. <laughs> yeah, unless you're the inner city of some major metropolis, there's bound to be a farmer pretty close to you that's like, yeah, I, I slaughter pigs. Like, you can buy meat from me anytime. Yeah, we've got a, a couple people in our area that, that do that. They have their own um, pig farms, and we have bought half a pig from one of them who lives like four minutes down the road from us. Um, there's, even in our area, there's a local um, meat processing. Like, they will, um, you can go and buy local beef <laughs> from them. I'm trying not to give, like, all of these, like, no, yeah, I agree. You the, the names of people and um, their businesses just because, well, yeah, I don't know how much they want to be broadcasted. Yeah, do some research, actually, to see how much of the major chain restaurant, not restaurants, um, grocery stores, where does their beef come from? I bet most of it's not even from this country. Like, that's how... Or it's foreign. It might be in our country, but foreign-owned. Right. Uh, like, yeah, because so, like, you don't know exactly where this meat originated from or what the health standards are of certain countries or whatever. So, you know, just something to think about. And there's probably lots of people that sell you their, their chicken eggs. Like, probably eggs is probably the thing you could probably find the most easy when it comes to animal products because it's very easy, and chickens are probably the easiest animal to have in a smaller or larger scale, like, depending on your, your property size. Did you know that chickens eat so many ticks? Yes! You should have, like... Someday, you might have been the one that told me that. I think I did because it's so someday when we have our acreage, our chickens are actually going to free range, which you guys, free range means they run around. <laughs> they have, they have a, like recess almost. <laughs> like that's just, they're not confined to their little classroom. They get to run and they do, they keep ticks away. Chicks? Ticks. Oh, I thought you <laughs> said chicks. chickens keep ticks away. What a what a magical animal! Yeah, so they can eat ticks, and then they make eggs. 
and meat. And delicious, delicious meats. It, mm. So uh, uh, we're, we're segueing <laughs> into uh, more of like homesteading. I'm making myself a homesteading episode where we're talking a lot about <laughs> animals. Um, but yeah, there's like a whole system where you can do where you get the chicks. You raise them to be, you know, laying hens, and then eventually they can become your meat chickens. And there's this whole cyclical thing where you can like raise your chicks, have your eggs, and your meat. Mm, circle have of your life. cake and eat it too. Circle of life. But anyway, <laughs> if you want this stuff, let's just keep talking about meats. You have to, you have <laughs> to be home or know your local people because even if you are in a city, they have farmers markets. Like know when those days are. And maybe even research those farmers so you know which one you want to shop from or yeah. which ones you don't. Or move out of the city. That would, yeah, do that one. <laughs> We're not telling you to do that, but you, you know. But you guys, here, here's a quick. We're getting off topic, but we're yeah. just, we're just gonna roll let's with just, it. Let's just go. Um, one of one of my favorite things to do. So Nathan has. Oh, this is so heartless of you. Nathan has two brothers. And they're both city boys. I know, I know where you're going with it. So eventually Nathan's going to be the farmer and the country boy. <laughs> his, brothers, his brothers are the city boys. Um, but his one brother lives in Chicago. And whenever we go visit either his brother or maybe we're just visiting Chicago before. We don't anymore. <laughs> but before when we just like randomly, like, okay, let's go to the city. Um, we would go to the Lincoln Park Zoo because it's free. They have some animals there that the more local zoo to us doesn't have. I mean, I don't see a lion every day in my backyard, so no. it's cool to see one for free. Yeah, but they, they have other animals that, like, our zoo doesn't have. Correct. <laughs> what zoo are you talking about? The one an hour away. Oh, that one. <laughs> I see what you mean. Well, you're saying our zoo, like we own a zoo. <laughs> no, like, again... Not giving away every little thing That's on the fine. internet. That's fine. I get it. But, but, um, but anyway, anyway, you guys, if you've never been to the Lincoln Park Zoo, they have some animals there that literally are almost like in our backyard <laughs> that you would find on a homestead, like you know, cows. There's a yeah. There's a there's an agriculture farming yes. section of the zoo, which I find hilarious, and I love to go and see it to people watch. People in the city, I swear you guys, have no brains. I'm sorry if you're uh, listening to this, but there is just some... They're like, oh, that's a cow? That's where our milk comes from? Like, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little sad. But it is. We'll try not to be as cruel as we're sounding. <laughs> but I, it, we need to educate. We need to educate. And it starts with our own family. So... In some way, shape, or form, please homestead, whether you're actually raising... At, at least the knowledge that meat is used to be an animal. Yeah, and it doesn't come <laughs> from your freezer section. <laughs> um, but yes, you guys, homestead, big scale, small stuff, you, you got to be home because if you're not home, no one's going to tend your garden, no one's going to feed the chickens, no one's going to milk your cow, like... You have to be home and like look at all of the life lessons that we were just talking about that you're giving your kids by doing some of that again no matter big or small scale that you're giving them they are gonna like our kids because we have have had gardens know how to plant seeds they know how to water they know how to weed the garden they know how to harvest a garden like there's so many life skills right there that we're teaching our kids yeah, that could almost be a whole episode on itself. You understand that the elements are dangerous to crops. We we depend a lot on God's grace for food, especially if you were living in the olden days. Like, you can plant, you can water all you want, but the, a strong gust of wind can knock your corn over. Some stupid deer can walk in and eat everything. We had that happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking out of bitterness here. But also call back to any of, you know, season one, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. So, like, just the idea of all this work you can put into it, but we still depend on the rain. We still depend on the fair weather. We depend on a lot of a lot of God's grace. and But also, food is not easy to do. 
Like it's not easy to create. You can't. Well, one, you can't create crops. You 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 plant them and then they grow. God's the one who makes them grow. But also the harvesting. Like that's just a simple lesson right there. The harvest. Like you. Oh, we we go and buy bread at the store for two dollars a bag or whatever. That's that's simple. Yeah, but you know how much effort and and work it took to make that bread. I do. I'm saying like growing the wheat harvesting it all grinding it all up putting it in a little baggie to put it like there's a lot of process that gets just so so you can buy flour yeah and then that's a lesson you can learn if you have a garden like it's it's work and it, it's rewarding like when we i agree like when our kids go out there and like i'll be like hey go get green beans from the garden like they get so excited to go and like pick our groceries from our backyard like like and then they are even more excited. You guys, uh, our redhead hated vegetables, and he has grown so much in liking them because we've had a garden, and he's gotten to like see it and like understand it more. And I helped grow this. Like obviously, like God's grace. What Anthony was talking about, but like he helped plant the seed. He helped tend to the garden, water, pick the, the the beans. Like just if you want your kids to eat more food that's good for them. Start growing it. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It worked for us. Um, but to keep going with that, but also with like you know, oh, did you have something to say? Uh, with farm animals, like how many life lessons would you have from like teaching your child how to like raise animals? What kind, they need food. They need water. They need their eggs collected. They need to be milked. Like there's so many life lessons in just like caring for an animal. Yeah. Life lessons that we you, sometimes you need to take care of other lives. Now, this is obviously lives of animals, but if you don't take care of them, they're gonna die. And then you don't have food, right? So it's a little more. It's more than just the pet thing. Like, yo, you gotta take care of your pet. I'm helping you learn this for future whatever. But no, this time it's if you don't feed or you don't take care of your animals, there goes your food supply, or at least your protein and your milk and your eggs and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, like, there's, so, like, teaching your children housework, cooking, cleaning, homesteading, eggs, garden, like, milking the cow. Like, there are so many life lessons and chores and things that, like, it's, you're, you're gifting your children so much knowledge and experience that, like, they can't get in a classroom, like, they can't get anywhere else. They definitely can't get it in a city. Um, so, like, if you really want, <laughs> it's true. You can't raise a cow in Chicago. It's it, you, you can't. There's not enough grass. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted. We're not moving there. Oh. Come on, that would be a fun to experiment. You have your brother to experiment for you. I doubt he will. I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, but you, you need to be home because all of that can't take place when you're out running around at every sporting event like I mean, let's just think. I'm, guys, I'm not downplaying sports or. or it might anything. sound like we do because we talk about it a lot, but that's we, we, we kind do. of the biggest thing around in our area. That's why. But I mean, even like dance or music, like all of those things can be beneficial. But unless you are going to be Aaron Rodgers, or you don't even know who that is i'm dude i know who aaron Rodgers. is <laughs> that but uh, right mike if you're not gonna be michael jordan like i don't i don't know any modern basketball people you guys um i'm stuck in the 90s but most likely they're not going to be a star so the things that you're going to learn at home and the experiences is what is going to be most beneficial to them like, there's still things that they can learn from playing a sport or playing an instrument or whatever. But most of the stuff that they're going to take with them and need start in the home. Yep. Just like most things. Most education needs to start at home with the parents teaching their kids. And if you're wondering, okay... How do we do that? How do we just be at home? Well, right there, just be at home. That's an easy start. It's plain and simple. Easy start. Be home. I mean, 
maybe this is because again, I I I've secluded I secluded myself in such a great way. I, I like I don't wish I was busy. Like maybe I don't know that it's hard to not be busy because I just am not busy. But just clear your schedule, eliminate some outside distractions, or or at least minimize them, balance it out. Like be home more and out less. <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> It reminds me of a comedian that I listened to where he said, there's nothing more satisfying than when plans get um, canceled. <laughs> so, like, as an adult, you, you make plans a lot and you feel so good when they get canceled because you don't have to do that thing. And, I, well, I think that's hilarious and I agree completely with it. You know what would solve that problem is not being as busy, mm-hmm. is not filling up that schedule. So you don't have to cancel your plans. You just don't have those plans that you don't want to go to in the first place, it sounds like. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, so. Yeah, so if you don't want to do something, if you really don't want to do something, don't do it. Right. Like, do the things that you really want to do. That, or need. Or need. Um, but, yeah, prioritize. Balance. If you really want to give your kids like the gift of childhood where they can just run and play. If you want to give them the gift of like experiences, if you want to just tend your house or your garden, like you have to be home. (laughs) You do. And I don't, there's really honestly nowhere else I would rather be like, yes, there are like, I would love to go, you know, to Europe, you know, to see like, you know, I'd love to go to Ireland and, um, England and I have uh, a friend in England who I'm like when we go there I'm going to hit you up for all of the the right spots like I obviously want to see London but there's so much like countryside so you know there's still the things that I'd like to do but I really just love being home um here's another quote for you got him got the quote it's a quote episode um Beth March anybody know who that is I only anybody? recently know who that is She's the third sister in The Little Women. and um, Movie or book? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> both. But in the movie, the 1994 movie, not we're not, we're not doing any of the new stuff, you guys. Um, so the we ni- hate everything new. Yep. <laughs> so the 1994 we're version. old grouches. Of The Little Women. <laughs> Beth says, um, I'm paraphrasing because... I'm in the moment, and I'm not still thinking about it. Um, But she goes, why does everybody want to go so far away? Like, I love being home. And it's true. I do. I love being home. Mm, You're just a Beth and a Meg and an Amy mixed together. Yeah. No Joe. Except for the fact that I push counterculture. So back then, she was pushing counterculture to not be the homemaker, to be more like, you know, the rebel. Now I'm flipping it. You're flipping it back to what it was. Yep. (laughs) Anti-progress. Anyway, there's one last thing that is pretty important when you want to be, have a home-centered, a home-centered life. And that is if, if you are, whether you're the woman, the wife, man, the husband, whoever is wanting to um, slow down and just prioritize being home more, like, communicate that with your spouse. Like, you have to have, like, open communication and express the things because, you one, you can't do it alone, and two, you're just going to cause a lot of strife if you're fighting against what the other person's doing. Agreed. Agreed. If you're in a, a marriage... Yet you definitely at least need to have the communication open. You might not be on the same page. There might have to be some discussions and and uh, talking things out, maybe even some compromise. But if one has this idea and starts moving towards that goal, and the other person doesn't have any idea what's going on, that that's probably going to cause problems. It, it just might. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, when I started. The progress. You weren't that far behind. The progress. <laughs> you uh, you might not be as far along in some of the ideas as I am, but I am appreciative that you are head that way. Yeah. I'm pretty, uh, well, first off, my personality is pretty laid back, so 
I just kind of go with the flow on a lot of things. Some might call that, you know, indifferent. Passive. Passive. And that's probably true. But sometimes it works out. Yeah, but there's <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's not just me that wants it, though, either. Right. Like, you have expressed, that you know, your desire to live similarly. Just haven't quite gotten on the cow page yet. Correct. But if we did get a cow, what kind of cow would I say? Wait, that you would say? Yeah. I said, if we were going to cow, which one would I want? You remember? No. No, it was a Jersey cow. That's what I have said. I know. I said. See, we're already on the same page. Guys, we're getting a cow. That's the correct (laughs) cow. I didn't say I'm going to get a cow. I said that if if we did get one, that would be the one I would want. Well, we're, we're in agreement, you guys. Good. <laughs> See, look at that. We just solved a problem that wasn't even a problem. All on, right. That's not we, quite we, on the air, but We won't go to bed enough. angry tonight. <laughs> I was worried there for a second. Speaking of worried, maybe some of you listening to this might be thinking, we are doing this homesteading kick because we're so afraid of our world and we want to build our ark, as I've heard it said, and we just want to isolate ourselves from everybody else and say, this is our community now, and we're only going to hold on to this. That's not really true. Or true at all. Right. We want to be self-sustained. We want to not rely on the government, but we're not doing it in a worried manner. Right. So it's not like we're, we're isolating ourselves away, waiting for the doomsday to happen, waiting for everything to crash. We're, that's not the case. But... If I was to say anything, I'd be like, this homesteading idea, it makes you more independent from certain things in this world. And that's, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, we're like, if a big if, guys, a big if something like that were to happen, we don't have to worry. Right. We don't have to worry. Like homeschooling, we don't have to worry about what our kids are learning because we're the ones teaching them. Oh, we're not allowed to, like, you know, heaven forbid our, our dollar crashes and, like, oh, our money is worth nothing now. How are we going to buy food? We have, you know, some safeguards here. That's why we need the cow. We got to get that cow now. We got to go buy it. So I'm just saying, like, we're not we're not expecting this doomsday scenario where, like, we need to we need to start building our bunkers and, you know, creating our own food and all that kind of stuff. It's not, okay. it's not the case. But it is nice to... Be somewhat independent, in my opinion. Yep. To have our home be our safe haven, whether something happens or not. Right. So, hopefully, you enjoyed all this. It's a lot. We said a lot, and a lot of it went in the circles. That's because it all comes back to the home. There you go. Oh, nice way to tie it back together. (laughs) You just You made it worth it all. Yeah, you just need to be (laughs) home. You guys... And your, your home, your homestead, your your homemaking, it can be on, again, on a small scale or a big scale. Like if you live in the city and you're like, I want to be more self-sustained, there are ways that you can be self-sustained in the city. Obviously, probably not as much if you have acreage because more space allows you to do more things or to have more things like a cow or a chicken, um, but you can still do things. So... Whatever your situation looks like, wherever your home physically is, like just be home more and just start learning one thing at a time. And if I could, other than obviously, like if you don't clean your house, guys, definitely start there. <laughs> definitely Good place start to start. There. Yep. But I, I hope you're cleaning it in some manner. So beyond that, your first step that I would su- suggest would be like, Start cooking and maybe start with sourdough because sourdough is a gateway to being able to cook so many things from scratch. Desserts, breads, pastas, taco shells. Like, it's a great, great place to start. I know the food pyramid's not a thing anymore, I'm pretty sure, but there was a reason that bread section was on the bottom. It's the base of everything. All, every culture has some sort of grain product that is the base of their food system. Yeah. 
maybe we need to do a sourdough episode, which will be me doing oh, most yeah, of the talking. Word. But it's if you want healthy breads, because there's so many people out there who are like, carbs are bad for you. Don't eat bread. Blah, blah, blah. People people still say that. Oh, yeah. carbs are bad. People say everything is bad. People, that's true. Um, but yeah, like carbs are bad. Watch your carbs. You know, bread. Like <laughs> you know, bread. Bread. Uh, sourdough bread is like the way to go because it's the most easily digestible for your body. And we all know that your health. Well, maybe you don't. So here you go. Your health starts in your gut. Your physical and your mental health starts in your gut. So, you know, since you said that to me. Because I didn't know that either. I've been noticing that in a lot of commercials, they talk about gut health. Yep. There was that show that we just watched that talked about gut milk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right in. Who knows what that is? Yeah. What's the reference? Gut milk. But it's true. Your your immune system, your mental, everything starts with your gut. So let's move on. Make sourdough bread. We're not talking about sourdough anymore. That's a great way to start homemaking. Another episode. So, so, your challenge, because, you know, we got to give you guys a challenge. What are some ways that you can just stop and stare this week? Stop, stare, breathe. Look at the cows. Take a deep breath. The cows are even in the quote. Look at the cows. Yeah, <laughs> look at those cows. It's all coming back to cows, you guys. Um, Nathan, if you guys didn't know, is the one that comes up with the titles. I'm now very curious. Is this going to be the quote episode or the cow episode? I, I, the, I don't know. It'll be something. Home. It'll be something. Homes, quotes, and cows. Um, but yeah, how can you reprioritize your life to be a little bit more home centered? How can you do it? Let us know what you decide. Yeah. Comment below. Send, I don't know how, send an email, <laughs> find me on Instagram, let us know what we, you're doing. We have questions on the Spotify. We do. Sometimes. So you can answer your question there. I'm not sure what the question will be, but answer it. Yeah. And then next week, this will be more of our sourdough episode. At least sourdough might be a topic. Um, we're going to talk about gathering around your table. Mm. The importance of it, what it means, why we should do it all that. So next week, we'll see you around the table.